And we are back after some minor technical difficulties, but we are here and ready to go with our second podcast. Uh, this is Zach and Matt. Hello. And you know, uh, I uh, I actually forgot what we were going to talk about <laughs> after spending the last, what, 20 minutes working on... Uh, yeah, the uh, it turns out recording a podcast is not as easy as one might expect, at least when you're sober. So we resolved that issue, yep. and uh, we're going to carry on with what we decided to talk about today. Consuming alcohol. Exactly. While we consume alcohol. Consuming alcohol while talking about it always makes for a good show. For instance, have you seen uh, Drinking Made Easy? I have. Uh, Zane Lane. Zane Lamprey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you that maybe haven't seen the show, it's a... Uh, a travel show, basically, where Zane, a, a stand-up comic, and one of his buddies go around learning the different drinking customs of uh, all of the great bars in all of the United States. Well, and and the, the, he did say, he, I think he started with an international show, yeah, right? his first show was in, uh, Three Sheets. Yeah, that was it. And he, I saw him, you know, he traveled to, like, Yugoslavia or or somewhere, and they, they drink, like, awful liquor, too. Yeah. Stuff they, that was not good. It, well, it's bo- basically a big cultural exposition, right? You get to go places and learn how to drink with them. That was, by the way, where uh, I decided, well, I, I validated my, my, my feeling on absinthe, which was he thought it was awful also, as, as did even the people in Eastern Europe where they, they concoct it. They're all like, no, no, this <laughs> stuff tastes awful. We, we only drink it to get wasted. So, so basically what you're saying is even the Eastern Europeans won't drink it? No, they drink it, but they drink it to get drunk, not because anybody actually enjoys it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, that's been my experience with absinthe as well. Okay, so on to our topics today. Um, what did you want to start with, Matt? So the the, the one thing that I, I noticed this week in the, in the news, well, in by the news I mean the internet, was there was a bunch of buzz about uh, some scientists discovered or, or they functionally achieved creation of a transistor, a single atom transistor. One atom of phosphorus became a transistor. So they, they proved that they can do that. How did they accomplish this magic, and how long until it makes it into my iPhone? So it's magic, right? I don't know how they achieved it. I didn't read the... You, you, you've seen the, the internet, right? Where somebody posts a blog on something, and you get, hey, they did this. Somewhere, I'm sure I could click through links and do research and actually find the, the um, actual research paper where they described it, in which case then you'd find... Here's the way physicists did something crazy, but by the time it gets to the consumer, me, it's they did it in an atom, and that's really all that. So realistically, what is that like? Okay, so <coughs> I'm with the understanding the explicit technical aspects is probably not great, but let's talk about the cool things that you could do with a transistor the well, size of an atom. You can make things really small now. I mean, that's that's. I mean, I think that's the the big thing is that. Well, there's there's two things really that are going to happen with this. I think this is going to finally. Once they actually, once this kind of technology makes a production, which is probably another ten years out, right before they're actually manufacturing stuff with atoms, it I, is, is. I'm a guessing ways it's out. more like thirty or forty years it, out on the it's, inside. It's, it's 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 way in the future. But once they do that, they're not going to be able to make things any smaller than they can right now, and they might not really be <laughs> oh, able. To uh, come on, they'll be able to make it smaller. They'll find a way to use quarks to start doing. Right, stuff. right. So, so I mean, that's the the next thing is: are they going to be able to make subatomic sized transistors, or or, or uh, you know, actually do switching on something smaller than the size of an atom? Which I don't know. That that may not. Yeah. Even w- once you start to rely on quantum locking in order to make your uh, technology work, it's pretty magical. Yeah. So it's it's I I think it's it just says that things are going to get uh, faster. Right, the processing speeds are going to go up as 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 they can cram more things into stuff. 
Right? Well, I mean, if you just look at the processor size, right? Like all of your processors out there that are doing all the cool stuff on your computers are made out of a bunch of transistors jammed really super close together. Yep. And now we can go to a massive scale because the size of a single transistor now, which is already relatively tiny, could probably pack thousands, if not more, trend of the single atom based transistors. Yeah. So, you know, it, my it iPhone can now officially be so small that it can just be an embedded chip that it goes in my arm right. or my eye. Did you see the Futurama episode where they all got I-E-Y-E phones? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they had a phone implanted in their eye that they could then watch videos in or get messages in or do whatever you wanted. I to. think someday, you know, uh, you know, William Gibson is going to be right and, and, and people are going to get cybernetic implants and... And by the way, I, I dropped the name, but I'm not a fan. Gibson is the worst goddamn science fiction writer ever. I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but... Uh, you're right, because there's that guy that wrote fucking Congo and... Uh, oh, my uh, God. Michael Crichton? He, yeah. doesn't even, he doesn't even qualify as a sci-fi writer. He Dude, he wrote The Andromeda Strain. That's science fiction. No, the, no, the only science no. fiction where the problem magically fucking evaporates before the end of I the mean, book. I mean, Crichton's a, a popular fiction writer, not a science fiction writer, and 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 you know. Wait, you mean apes that become super intelligent and go after people? Oh doesn't my god, count that movie as... was awful. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that it had Charlize Theron in it, um, that movie was awful. I don't know how I know this. <laughs> you, you, your wife told you, I'm sure. No, she didn't. Um, yeah, it, it may have had Ashley Judd. I can't tell the two of those them apart. See, I've been standing over here the, for the last few seconds as you said Charlie's Throne trying to come up with Ashley Judd. I'm like, what's that bitch's name? I know, because we've had this conversation for like the last 15 years. It's a real Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah, so I do agree that uh, in the future, and it will be really totally sweet. I'll probably never live to see it. Um, but once we get into the place like, uh, did you read Diamond Age? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, once the world is basically like that, it will be pretty cool. And and, and I actually think uh, Neil Stevenson is a better uh, sci-fi author than William Gibson. I, I actually prefer his stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd, you'd have to... If we're throwing out Diamond Age. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a good book. You should read it. This, this episode was brought to you by... But, I, you know, so I think things are going to get smaller. Things are going to get faster. They're going to be lower energy consuming, right? Which means your battery is going to last longer. It means you can cram it into something smaller like a, your eye or something ridiculous like that. Um, but I, I do think that eventually Moore's Law is going to end, which is, which is crazy that it's still going. Because, I mean, remember when you were in college and you got your first real computer? Yeah, my Pentium 100. Right? And, and it was... And, and how many gigs of RAM did it have in the hard drive? Actually, uh, how many gigs of memory did it have built in RAM? I don't remember, but I want to say in the hundreds. Right. It was definitely less than... <laughs> it, like, my dual-core 8-gigabyte um, memory on my phone right. is... I know on my first PC I had was uh, something like... Uh, well, I mean, if you ignore the Tandy 1000, well, yeah, which was that doesn't count. 64K or something like that. <laughs> Whatever but I think it was in the... Megabytes, not gigabytes. I mean, it was oh, yeah, like totally. It was like sixteen megs or something like that of RAM. That's and then I doubled up to thirty-two to increase my performance. That actually sounds about right. Yeah, and now I mean, you don't do anything less than a couple of gigs of RAM. I remember uh, on my first computer, one of the first upgrades I got was I got a uh, 
new badass sound card that had um, expandable memory on it so that you oh, could load. You could um, add memory to the, the yeah. yeah. I had four megs of additional memory that I added to my sound card so that I could load um, uh, sound profiles so that my MIDI songs could sound like real songs and not just go beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> and, and really, what was the, um, but, but like, what was your hard drive size on that first PC? And I'm talking RAM memory stuff here, but but I mean processor stuff has changed just as much. In, and and we're talking like 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it's it's not like. Uh, I remember the box was beige. Yeah, I, it's odd that it took so long to get past beige boxes. But um, I think so. I had my my Tandy 1000, um, which was circa 1990 ish. Uh, it actually had a 10 meg external hard drive. See, uh, you came from the swanky end of the block on this one. Our Tandy 1000 didn't even have an external drive on it. You just had to load like a shitload of discs into right, it. Right, right. I remember trying to do stuff on WordPerfect where you load the WordPerfect disc, you hit go, it starts up, you pull that disc out, you put in your disc. Oh, actually, I think we had two floppy drives in that. So uh, Well, yeah, because at that time frame, you needed a five and a, and a quarter, five and, a quarter. And, a, and a three and a half. Yeah. Both, right? Because you've got both types of media were going on at the same time. I actually remember when I saw my first... Uh, three and a half inch drive, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so amazing! It's so cool. The disc is hard. It's not a floppy. I mean, it's still it was, but it was, it yeah. was. It blew my mind. It was like amazing that somebody that was that next step. It was around the same time that I saw the first mouse that I used, and it was it was the same. Oh my god, there's this ball underneath of it, and it moves things around, and there's this a game on the Apple IIe, and I can move a car with the this mouse thing, and it was, it was it was cool. So back when I was in uh, uh, junior high, no. Yeah, junior high. Um, there was this guy I went to school with, Rocky Mazio. You knew a guy named Rocky? Oh, yeah. I've only like seen people with that name. In the movies? And uh, TV, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, there was a, a... Rocky was kind of a nerd. You know, nice kid, but a nerd, which makes sense for how I knew him when I was hanging out with him. Um, and we went over to his house, and he had a computer, and he was showing me this computer thing. I'm like, what the hell is this little thing? Point, and he's like, oh, that's a mouse. I'm like, I don't get it. I it, moves the thing around the screen and what happens when you need to move it like more than you can go and it goes off the pad and it's now just on what what do you do <laughs> it's like you lift it up and you move it you know to the left i'm like this is lame nobody's ever going to want to interact with computers for these things they're just going to use the keyboard uh that really should have been the precursor for me to recognize that i was going to be a super nerd <laughs> yeah well and good job on your uh, prediction of technology you did really good there yeah that's that was one of my failings yeah, it, we're gonna I, put that in the lose category. You know, actually, it, it's funny that we're talking about this because this is something I've been thinking about in the last week or so. Was that specifically that the interfaces that we use for computers is kind of standardized for the last 15, 20 years in keyboard and mouse, and really mm -hmm. hasn't changed. I mean, there's the occasional things. Well, so there's touch pads, and there's and, the little nub on and the, the little tops. nubs, and some kind of you know the obscure super geeks use trackpads and Woo! yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was I was actually in in a friend of mine's office this week, and uh, I sat down at his desk to do some some work. And I'm like, oh my god, you've got a trackball, whatever. I'm going to be retarded. And and he uh, he actually had a, a mouse standing by that he leaves plugged in for when other people are working at his desk. We all have those actually, and it's actually a sign of whether or not we like you if we pull them out. Yeah, well, I guess he likes me. <laughs> we uh, uh, one of the guys at a carpool with Bryant and I were talking, um, on our way into work the other day, and I was complaining about how. When I'm at work, I have, you know, my nice ergo keyboard, and I'm typing on it like a normal person. And then, uh, actually, no, I'm, I'm sorry, it was you I was talking to, wasn't it? Um, where I'm typing on my keyboard, 
in my nice ergo way, and then I go to a meeting and I have to sit there and like type with both of my hands in parallel and I'm like type to type to and all of a sudden my fingers can't find any of the keys, they're all in yeah. the wrong spot. And just talking about how awesome it would be if laptop manufacturers actually looked at the laptop and said, Okay, seriously, the keyboard stack on top of the trackpad is just about the worst orientation ever because like you're always that trackpad's in your way and you gotta pull back and you just feel funny when you're sitting in a meeting with your laptop on your desk. Yeah, like playing with yourself. Yeah, over your and I don't think you know. And like we were talking, it was me that we were talking yeah. about this. And I don't think every laptop you could actually pull off the split keyboard with. And by, by split, we were talking about it. It's still flat. It's not ergo contoured. Uh, it, it doesn't have a, a, a vertical profile. But you'd actually split it and put the trackpad in between. Unlike your your Mac that I'm looking at there, you couldn't actually split it out any further. It doesn't have a wide enough base. But my um, mine here, if if I cut out the number pad which is which is nice i do use the number pad but it's it's not a necessity i could actually spread the keyboard out slide that trackpad up in between there and, and actually space my hands out a little bit further and i think i actually improved the ergonomics of in use of it yeah it would make me totally stoked to have a laptop like that like i'd pay a uh, well you actually, what size is the screen on that 15.7 inches ish uh, a little bigger than that i think i think it's like 17 ish 17 ish yeah, yeah. It's, it's big my laptop has the 13.3 for the uh, monitor. My yeah. next one will be larger. Yeah, this is kind of a big monster. But, like, I mean, for me, so a lot of people are, like, up on the, hey, uh, and this is, I'm going to come back to the keyboard because there's something I want to mention about that, too. Um, but a lot of people are, are on about, you know, how, how, like, the airbooks are so small and so light. And uh, I know this is audio, so people can't see me. But <laughs> I'm, I'm huge, right? And so at, at my size... An extra ten pounds of carrying around—it just doesn't matter. It's 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 insignificant. So I'm for for me personally, give me the biggest laptop you can, and uh, I'll 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 use that screen and, and keyboard space and everything. But yeah, I we we have a air here. I picked up one for Sid when uh, her old computer died, and I have to say that is the coolest little uh, laptop ever. I mean, it's light, it's tiny. The screen could be bigger. I mean, it, it's amazing how thin they can get. How small? I mean technology can get. I mean, yeah. it goes back to the, the old PC conversation. I mean, like, we'd have never imagined. I, I couldn't imagine nope. 15 years ago that they could have done the stuff that they're doing now. 15 years ago, I couldn't imagine I'd be making a living doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> now, so so the uh, back to the keyboard, and you prefer the Ergo keyboard, but there's been sort of a movement lately of people to go back to sort of the uh, hyper-standardized keyboards and uh, I used this week, so the first time ever, I, I used DAS keyboard. Mm -hmm. And by DAS, is D-A-S keyboard, as in, like, it's German. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only keyboard, Nazi-affiliated. Yeah. And uh, it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of it. Like, DAS boot. Uh, but one of the guys I work with uses that keyboard on his, and I was using his workstation this week. I sat down, and I'm like, all right, this is where I want to sit, and I, I want to be here. But it's got this keyboard, but I'm going to take it as a challenge to just use this. Now, that, this keyboard, it's old-school-style keyboard. It's got really nice mechanics. It, the, the buttons click really nice. It's a very does, nice... Does it give you the click, 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 They're not super loud, but it gives you a nice feel. It's more okay. the feel than anything. But well, I'd hope for, like, what does that keyboard cost? $300? No, no, no. I, th I think it's 100 bucks at most. Really? Yeah. But the, the, the hyper-unique thing about it is there are no actual drawings on the keys of which key it is. So it is just black keys, and you have to know uh, where the keys are. I see you're looking it up. What is the price? Uh, my T1 is a little slow, but I, it's yeah. pulling it up right now. Click, clack, oh, yeah, that totally sells me on it. Yeah. 
Um, by now. It's badass. It says it right there. I see it on your screen. Badass. Well, far be it for me to disagree with the internet. If it tells me something's awesome, I'm totally going to yeah. get it. But uh, I was able to pull it off. I was able to type without any any actual keys, but I was slow and I was error prone. And and for the, the worst part was putting in my passwords because when I type <laughs> in a password and you've got a unique password that's got, and I, I mean, I kind of, especially on a keyboard that I know, mm-hmm. um, I put in the password enough times that I don't really have to pay attention to what I'm doing, even for the special characters. But, you know, where, hey, the this this keyboard shifted over, yeah. you know, the number row is a little off or something. Yeah. And how you're can like, you tell the six and the seven apart is what I want to know. <laughs> exactly, right? Or how do you tell where the zero key is, right? And instead I'm hitting a dash instead of the zero. And, it was and how many times can you pa- type your password wrong before your account gets locked out? Yeah. That said, <laughs> I've seen Mike use this keyboard, and it's amazing. He can code with it. He can do brackets. He can do carrots whatever and without thinking i don't i and i th- i think it probably by using the keyboard has kind of forced him to be a better typist oh totally it looks like uh, you you too can purchase your very own dos keyboard for only three easy installments of action line uh it looks like if you want to buy the uh, totally uh um like just stacked version for the mac or the PC, you're looking at about 135 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's for DOS keyboard Model S Professional that, Silent. That's, that's probably more than I would want to pay for a... For a keyboard? Well, well, for that keyboard. I mean, because you can buy a nice Microsoft-branded, the high-end Ergo keyboard for like 70 bucks or something, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm ballparking and, that, of course. And, and if you wanted to have it without anything on it, you can also just take a little bit of alcohol to the keys and ta-da, you, you have an Ergo keyboard. And that, actually, uh, my last keyboard that I had, which is, this is my, my favorite keyboard, which is one of the Microsoft Ergo keyboards, and just, yeah, I like it. And it comes with the, uh, bundled with the, the mouse, and I don't think they sell this anymore, but it was the one where your, your hand is, is at a natural position. Mm-hmm. So the mouse looks kind of goofy. Um, but you, you, it's more in like the, the position that trackball users use, and uh, I wore the keys off of that. So for a while, I had I had essentially the DOS keyboard, and and I saw the same thing where people would sit yeah. at my desk and do something, and they'd look and they'd stare down at the keyboard for ten seconds before they could start typing on it because they'd just be like, "What what's going on here?" So back in the olden days, uh, when I worked at Gateway, um, I was on the. Uh, the support side of the house, right? So when people would buy their computers, they'd come in, they'd have a problem with them. And there was a lady that came in one day, and she comes in, and she drops her laptop on the counter. She looks at me and goes, my laptop's broken. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get you fixed up. What's, what seems to be the problem here? The keyboard's broke. Now, for those of you playing at home, I've had a lot of things break on laptops. I've never had a keyboard break, right? I was like, how do you break the... Well, just open her up for me. Let's see how it looks. She opens up her laptop, the um, none of the keys on the laptop have any uh, letters left on them, and the home row keys are actually worn through. Like the plastic caps on the that are the keys, they're holes, and you can look through them into the little mechanical how, clicky bit. I mean, how old was this laptop look? I mean, was it? It was six months old. How do you do that? I mean, what was? Uh, <laughs> That's what I was like. I'm shocked. I'm saying, I'm like, what do you do for a living, ma'am? Um, because. God damn! <laughs> I mean, I, I guess if you've got like sandpaper fingertips, you could you could wear it out faster. But yeah, she was apparently an author, and I guess she typed every day, all day for like sixteen hours straight. Really? And just pounded them. Like I was like, okay, cool. Let let, let me see. go ahead and type this for me. 
And she's like, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, whoa, pissed at the keyboard much. That's uh, wow. That's not good. So she just wore it out. She physically wore it out. She wore it out, and I was like, I like in the service department. Sometimes you're in the uncomfortable position of going. So there's shit that breaks that we're gonna fix for you. And there's shit that you did to your laptop that is so far beyond the expectation of what's normal that you're pooched. I'm, I'm guessing she was not a happy customer when she left your... Uh... Well, I, I saw the writing on the wall on this one real quick, so I went and grabbed my boss. I'm like, hey, dude, she's had her uh, laptop for six months, and she's worn through the keys. Uh, <laughs> I say we replace the keyboard for her and send her on her way because that's going to make a happier customer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what we ended up doing. But she she very much reminded me of my sixth grade teacher who has, everybody has a teacher like this who has that way of looking at you going, you are such an effing disappointment. You are the worst person on the planet. And I can't believe you're oh, talking yeah. about I, this. Oh yeah, I had, uh, Mrs. Mojis was my teacher <laughs> that uh, she hated me from, and, and I went to a really small school where uh, the, the elementary school through high school was all in the same building. And so, you know, and, and Did I Did you go to school with Laura Ingle Wilder? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and so, and, and I went there my whole 13 years, so kindergarten through 12th grade, that's 13. Um, I know you're giving me a weird look. Uh, go ahead, do the math, count it up. Yeah. Huh. 13 years, one, one room. Uh, and I, I did spend, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I was there the whole time. Yeah. Was it a six by six cell by any chance? It, it, it was not, but I had, and I was, uh, and, and we lived, so the school was out a long ways. And then my personal, my parents' house is, uh, even a long ways out in the country for even the area that we lived at. And so the bus picked us up first. Uh, that way, the the answer was always that way. We don't have to take these other kids uh, way up in the middle of nowhere, and it would drop us off last. So that was like an hour bus ride each way uh, to school uh, that I rode for. Well, until I got my license and started driving myself, but a lot of time on the bus, a lot of time. Anyway, Miss Mo just who was at the school the entire my entire career at the school and started <laughs> hating me sometime around the fourth grade, all I the way through twelfth grade. Yeah, she was she was not a fan of. Of me. That's a very long time to work up a uh, um, hatred there. Yeah, she had a lot of disdain for me. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't get along. That's no good. But uh, anyway, talking to things in that are old from the way way back machine. <laughs> uh, what was the uh, when you first got in the on the internet? What is the first thing you remember doing, and or the first web page that you uh, that, that made any impact on you? And I'm not talking. Porn sites, uh, <laughs> so because uh, I know those had an impact on all of us. But there was there there had to be something that you first saw and you went, "Wow, this is where you kind of got the 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 idea of what the internet really does." So for me, there were there were two really kind of uh, uh, seminal events in my uh, uh, early computer education. Uh, one, that computer I was talking about, that Pentium one hundred that I got right before I went to college. Um, now, was that, I think Justin and I ran into you at the Super Mall in Auburn uh, with your dad uh, when you were buying that computer. I think, I, I think we ran into each other that day. That's possible. I don't, I don't remember exactly where we got it. It was like the Future Shop down at the Super Mall in Auburn. That? I think you were at least shopping for yeah, a computer I, that I, day. No, I remember we were looking for him there because we were kind of running all over the place. Because, um, you know, dad and I come up and moved to the big city here at... Uh, 
and ended up in Auburn. Weird. But uh, anyways, I got the box home, got the computer, turned it on, started it up, and in about 10 minutes, I got a blue screen of death. And again, I mean, nice. again this yeah. is like, you know, Windows, Windows 95, because yeah. it was 95 when I went to college, um, and, or 96, I guess, but whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I, I'm going to go ahead and reboot, dial it up, we'll find who I need to call to fix this, right? So I go to the website of wherever I bought it, and um, they had a number. So I dialed up the number, and they're like, please hold. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold. And then sitting there on my futon. I wake up about an hour later, still on hold. And uh, the guy on the other end, who at this time was still from America, um, says to me, uh, I'm going to need to have you put in the install disk and just reinstall everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, hold on. Let's, let's reflect. I've been on hold for two goddamn hours. <laughs> and you're telling me, without doing any investigation, that the only step forward... Is to reinstall from had scratch. You, had you tried the uh, obvious step of rebooting it? I'd try rebooting, but then... Because I know you didn't know anything at the time. Yeah, like I, I was like, I don't know, it's a beige box, it's magic, right. I don't know what's going on here. So, um, And I think like six months later, you were like, oh my God, I found Linux, and this is my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there was a very quick ramp there for me. But like, so I, I, this guy's like, yeah, just this, uh, you know, reinstall and everything will be fine. I'm like, I'm dubious, dude. I don't think that's going to work. But I'll give it a try. You're the professional. You know what you're doing. So I did that. It didn't work. Strangely, after the reboot, my computer would then run for an hour and blue screen of death. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds like uh, overheating, maybe? No, no. Actually, it was bad memory. Oh, well, that would that would <laughs> do the same thing, yeah. So uh, how I ended up tracking that down was I said, well, we're going to use this internet thing to actually figure out what this blue screen of death says. You know, wrote the blue screen of death, all the information down. Went online and said, oh, it looks like it's this a problem. So uh, as you were doing your online research on your uh, 28.8 modem, you had about an hour's window to do any research before it yes. reboot? Yes. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so eventually I'm like, oh, that's a memory problem. I'm going to go buy me some more RAM. And, and that was sort of the beginning of my step into uh, the uh, larger world of systems engineering and, you know, largely hating computers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there was that. And then... Uh, Oh, crap, there was another one that was, uh... wait, wait, what was the question? <laughs> um, what, 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 I guess, internet site or findings on the internet, like, like, like affected your, uh, you? Yeah. Yeah, so there was the um, realization that the internet has data on it and that I don't ever need to call help desk ever, ever oh, right, again. Right, right, right. Right, because it was obviously a complete and total waste of my time because that guy knew. Um, about as much as I did at the time, which is to say nothing. Yeah. See, um, I think my evolution was a little different, which led me to, you know, where I'm generally entertainment prone as opposed to data prone. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think. So so the first, so my first, like, real, I mean, I had a little bit of, like, uh, experience, you know, with BBSs back in the early 90s. of, And, and I had some, some friends that had a, uh, um, knew some guys who knew some guys who were running this, uh, um, Bulletin board, and there was an, there was a, a game um, that was called Mars that was only ever hosted in Grays Harbor. But the people who were playing <laughs> it were incredibly passionate about it. I mean, we had this. This was the, like my the, first. These are X D and D players, I'm assuming. Basically, yeah, uh, well, probably current D and D players. Um, but I mean, we had a a crazy online community on this bulletin board, all about Mars, which wait, wait, was. Wait, was this like the first 
like inkling that anybody had that a massively multiplayer online role playing so game might actually work. <laughs> yeah, well, the, I mean, it wasn't really massively multiplayer. This was, uh, you know, you'd, you'd log in once a day. And actually, it, the funny thing is, I think I started playing this in high school before I knew any of these other guys. Uh, maybe in like the eighth grade or something like that. So what you're saying is, in addition to D and D, they were also pedophiles. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but you'd log in and you would give your your robot ten sets of instructions, and then at midnight, every robot in the game would execute its instructions, and it, it was all based on a grid. And you'd fire a gun, or you'd do something, or fire a laser, or you'd move three steps, and and then the next day you'd check out what the results were, and it was and, and it was. It was awesome, and people would create these teams, and you'd, you'd gang up on other robots, and you'd run around Mars, and, and it was incredibly time-sucking because you would just think about, what am I going to do with my robot? I've only got 10 moves that I can do in the next 24 hours, and so you'd you know log in and plan those out and trick people. And then everybody knew kind of everybody else, and so when I was playing it in college, we there was about six or eight of us that were all in the same math and science classes together, and, and we knew the guys that were doing some of the hosting on the BBS, and there was all kinds of random conversations that went on about it. But So that was my really first online experience. But as this is going on, this was like uh, 93, 94, and in Aberdeen, there was all kinds of talk about how we're going to get the internet down here. Like, who's going to pay for <laughs> we're it? We're going to put it on a truck and drive it down. Well, and it was, it, was, it was crazy because, I mean, like, looking at it now, it was, there's this thing out there, like, w me and some of the other, you know, kind of like techie type guys were all like there's this thing out there apparently and if you're at a university or something you can get on it and it's called the internet and you can it's like being on a bbs but for free and it's the whole world's on it and you know we're kind of out in uh, a, a remote location and so a lot of the problem was is is the you know the utilities company going to pay for it is, is this going to be something that maybe the library will provide or and there was all kinds of like internal discussions about how are we going to get the internet here and at the time i was thinking this is where i'm going to live forever this is what i care about <laughs> and then uh a year later i'm up at western washington at the university and i'm in the computer lab and we're doing some uh i was actually in a astronomy class and uh, the professor was like, let's go up to the computer lab. We're going to look at some stuff. And, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, so what you're going to do, and you're going to open up, uh, what was the thing? Not Internet Explorer, but... Mosaic? It might have been Mosaic. <laughs> it might have been what Internet Explorer is now. Uh, or that's Mosaic. I can't remember which browser I, it was. Remember the, it, oh, it was or, Netscape, uh, and then there was, uh, and there was Mosaic. Yeah. And I can't remember which one it was. And uh, it was open this up, and then we're going to go to the NASA site, and we're going to look at pictures of the, you know, the universe. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. This and and at the time, I was like, this is cool. There's this whole program that I can get onto on these computers that shows me pictures from NASA. I didn't realize that all I needed to do was click a couple more things, and I'd be on the. I was on the. I was on the internet at the time, but I didn't even. It like didn't quite register. And then uh, after a week or so of screwing around with this, I was like, wait a minute. Oh. Oh, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, like, so it kind of blew up. Yeah, and then I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then the next two, and I mean, that, that was 94. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of all, so that was right as it was it was blowing it's, it's up. Starting yeah. out there, yeah. The, uh, I, I, as you were talking, I, I remembered the uh, second kind of event in my life that told me that these computer things were pretty much badass and were totally uh, what I needed to be playing with. I was going to UW at the time. And how many of you have ever had to register for a class? <laughs> I'm guessing anybody that has ever been to college is registered yeah, for a class, right? Yeah, I did that. Yeah, and back when I did it, you had a, you know, you could register for classes in this window based off of your... Uh, and you had to call in on the phone system, right? Oh, we didn't have a phone system at UW. You oh, really? had to go in. 
you could either do it in the lab or in, in the libraries. You can go and use one of the Linux terminals they had there. So wait, what year was this? 96-ish. Uh, wow. So Western was ahead of UW. Well, maybe we had phone stuff. Maybe I'm not remembering. I don't know. But I remember clearly that um, there's also a possibility here that I'm somewhat bad with the, you know following directions. So I may not have been doing what everybody else was doing because I had some kind of weird social phobia about using the phone to register for classes or I missed my window or whatever. Um, but at any rate, I had to go in. So I go in and I'm standing there at the, uh, you know, with all the classes written down on a piece of paper for what I want. I go stand in line and I talk to a lady and I'm like, hey, this is what I want. And she's like, okay, cool. So uh, let me see. And she starts typing. She's like, oh, this class looks like it's full and you can't have that one. And I'm like, ah, crap. Okay, well, I, I'm going to have to go back and look at the book now and try and find uh, what, what it is I want. Out of curiosity, how, how did you tell that class was full? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, well, I looked, I looked right here on this thing in the computer, and it tells me, like, oh, wait, hold on. You looked in the computer? The computer's, they told you it. All right, cool. So they're all connected. <laughs> how yeah. is it? So, like, all of a sudden at that moment, I'm like, wait a minute, all this shit's connected at all, like, yeah. I'm going to go to the library and see what I can get out of this. Wait, were you using Pine as your email client? Pine was my email client at the time. Yeah, it was pretty badass. And I kind of was like, for the next five years after f using Pine, I was like, email's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w way to go on that one, too, for yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good job. You know, it's funny that uh, when I look back on it, in some ways, registration was what led to my first experience also, uh, but in a completely different way. But I did the same thing. So at Western, it was, uh, and, and I went my first two years at, at uh, community college. Community like college, yeah. yeah. And then I transferred up to Western, so I went to the big school. And uh, <laughs> But at community college, it was I pretty much just took whatever class I wanted. And I didn't really worry about when I registered. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to register before school starts, and I'll, I'll get my registration in. And the classes I was taking, which were, you know... Um, Same ones I was taking. Physics sure. and chemistry and, and you know, um, whatever else, science-related. I was kind of like, uh, you know, the class was half full at best ever. And so it didn't really matter when you registered. So... I get the, my papers and the, mm -hmm. the mail from, from Western, and it's like, hey, call this number to register, and here's your date to register. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know, and, and at the time, I was going to be a geology major, and I was, you know, I had a couple of 101 classes and some other random stuff, and, and I thought, that's cool. I'll, uh, I'll register for it next week. It doesn't matter, whatever. Turns out that that schedule is important, and yep. you need to register as soon as possible because the classes fill up. So I, when I finally get around to thinking, yeah, I guess I'll do this registration task and get this. Checked off my box list, list of box of things that I got to do. Uh, everything was full. Um, I and I squeezed in a couple of things that were actually on my list of things that I needed to do to graduate. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, I got, I'm up to like five credits now. Uh, I need some, I need some filler. Uh, I'll take this astron. It was like an astronomy 300 class. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Sure, cool. And uh, that was what led to, hey, let's go look at stuff on NASA. And that kind of led to my first experience with the internet as it was see for me that uh, that failure to be able to register for classes actually led to an even darker and more insidious option um i realized at the time when i went home that i could terminal in through telnet to the uw network and that i could actually connect up to the exact same uh, um Ordering, or I guess not ordering. Dude, but you were uh, just like Matthew Broderick in War Games, right? Uh, very nearly, but I was able to go in and get did you the plug in that. Did you plug in a little box into your computer that would then speak the words? No, no, uh, I wasn't rich enough to have that kind of cool stuff. But I was able to figure out how to get to the exact same spot on the um, 
through Telnet that the lady in the registration office could, and I could then go and register for any class I wanted. Oh, nice. Because yeah. there was no authentication, no authorization, nothing wow. at the time. It was just like, like, hey, hey I'm going to take this class. Go me. Never after that did I tolerate the you must register between these hours or you have to do this. I was just like, oh, registration's open. So with uh, no authentication and authorization that leads to the ability to do anything you want, did you ever find a class that was full? And uh, No, no, I did not. And uh, unregister <laughs> somebody else? No, that was the weird thing. There was also not a lot of validation checks. So even though if the class was registered as full, it didn't actually ah. explicitly deny you from adding another person. Right. But so, in theory, you could have. You could have said, I oh, yeah. want in here, and it's full, so I'm just going to take Susie out, and I'll take this class instead. And yeah. then she gets... And meanwhile, they're like, it looks like there was a clerical error. Yeah, there's some know. kind of weird thing happening. These, these computers, they think on their own. I don't know right, what's right, happening right. here. Yeah, but uh, strangely, that never it never actually got to that. And uh, I think short, like my last year at UW, they uh, um, started a massive migration to move everything over to Windows NT. All right, all right, right. which has which authorization was, and authentication. Yeah, it changed a lot yeah. of my. I was like, ah, crap! I got to go to a different school now. Fuck this noise, man. So uh, <laughs> when I was thinking about this this week, uh, I was thinking about back on what what websites you know was like. Hey, what was the the and, and other than some weird Japanese bondage thing that I ran into. Uh, I, I found this site uh, called the Kook Museum, and this was this is one of the first things that I found, and I probably spent ten hours reading absolutely every article in the Kook Museum. So the Kook Museum was was run uh, by uh, a woman, Donna Cossie, I think that's how you say her name, who's a, an author out of Portland. I, 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 I wait, wait, I, Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon? Portland, Oregon. Dude, we have to go talk to her. I don't. We we should. We should. We should actually <laughs> take a trip and, and find her. Um, she was amazing. She basically did research on all kinds of weird people, like goofball people, like Fred Phelps, who's still kind of around. And actually, I read about Fred Phelps from her on the Kook Museum before he kind of really made national news fred phelps is that the rent is too damn high guy no, no, no. or fred phelps is the god hates fags guy oh right i didn't even realize there was a guy that was there a that so died. there's a guy uh there's a sorry i forget that you have no inkling for any sort of political news at all <laughs> exactly there's a guy uh and his entire church that are out of uh somewhere in the midwest and they basically kentucky <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's like Missouri for some reason, but mm. it, it could be, or Oklahoma. I, I, I honestly, I can't remember. Um, and it doesn't matter because you don't know anything about geography anyway. So uh, Fred Phelps and his entire church and his family uh, go around and they protest uh, everything. And so they, they'll protest gay people and they'll show up with signs that say God hates fags. And they'll, they'll show up. I mean, they're really awful people. They'll show up at like a funeral for a war veteran and say, God hates your whatever war right. veteran person. Uh, they're or, basically hate mongering people. They are like. complete hate mongering people, and and yeah. So, but I but but she had an entire article and list on all these things that you know how Fred Phelps is crazy, and there's other people too. There's the conspiracy theorists, and there's now if you want to talk conspiracy theory, that is something I am totally up on. I know nothing about what's going on in the White House, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you yeah, want so, to talk about aliens, Area Fifty One. All uh, of that black. kind of stuff <laughs> was in the, the, the Kook Museum. And people, but it wasn't like those things. It was the people and what they've done because they believe in those things. Wait a minute. We're now, we're, we're now moving into the Montauk Project kind of areas, 
which is if you have ever wanted to read great and just amazingly phenomenal science fiction, go pick up the Montauk Project book. People I, think it's real. Like the guy that wrote it honestly swears by God and anybody else that is the absolute truth, but holy crap. That's, that's awesome. exactly <laughs> the kind of stuff. Now, granted, I couldn't finish the Montauk uh, project for whatever reason it just didn't, it didn't I didn't latch onto it but there's like 60 pages in that book I know <laughs> but but I mean there's there's I I don't know why I'm fascinated with people like that that are that are crazy and they believe that you know uh, dinosaurs were left uh, by the devil for us to find to question our belief in God um, th- which there was an well, article. Well, that's that's why they're there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, which there was an article in the Kook Museum on some people who have have proposed this and they were actually like professors at a university or something i mean they had credentials some of these people are were they professors of theology well they may have been professors of sociology (laughs) uh they were an ology of one of the soft sciences i'm sure paranormal ology something or other paranormal psychology but the, so the uh the, the interesting thing so as, as i was thinking about what we we're going to type on here i was like you know what i i've always liked the kook museum I, I go back to it every five or six years and 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 look at it is, is it still updated i mean i, I looked no. at the kook so, museum briefly um in prep for this and it is it, a solid 1994 website i mean there's it is. tables it's, it's, and everything it's basic html nobody's uh, ever heard of a div or a database at no, this no, point. It, it, it's very simple it's it's straight up web code um, it's uh, it's like Web point nine. <laughs> I don't and and looking at it, it doesn't look like there's anything that's been updated since the mid nineties, and it is hosted now. Um, uh, by wait, was it moved off of GeoCities? I mean, I kind of assume that's where it was at. It, you know, it wasn't on GeoCities, but it was it originally was on something very similar to GeoCities. It was the same type of you know, hey, any user can throw up their web page. You know, <laughs> throw up being the appropriate right, right. term. I mean, this is in the days before, uh, you know, uh, MySpace and and uh, wait, and there was WordPress a, no, and no, and no, I don't believe you. Um, any time before MySpace was actually put in there by the devil to make us question whether or not MySpace existed. <laughs> right, right, right. It's a good point. Um, MySpace being. It's dead, the, right? The pre-Facebook. My, my space basically being like the dinosaurs. Uh, There's still uh, pedophiles and 13-year-olds. I heard somebody on, on the radio talking the other day about their MySpace page, which I thought was kind of funny. And uh, <laughs> Anyway, no, it's uh, it's hosted on Web Archive, the webarchive.org. So uh, I don't know if you noticed that. I what? did not, actually. I, sadly, um, I've actually been in a position to use... I don't know if it was the webarchive.org, but it was a similar type of thing. Uh, for a while, I had a blog, and I had a bunch of uh, good stuff on it. And um, due to one of my credit cards getting stolen and somebody spending $400,000 on like some website I'd never heard of in you the UK. You got a really uh, high limit on your credit card. I might have been lying. Um, <laughs> but anyway, somebody d- did steal my card, and my uh, hosting lapsed, and I didn't notice because it was going to an old email address. And they nuked my site, and I came back, and I'm like, fuck, where did that stuff go? Uh, and I was able to um, get about a third of it back by people that actually archive the web and host, like, here's what this website looked like on February 12th, 1920. Which is, yeah, which is crazy. So I didn't, I, and so so after looking at that, I noticed, hey, it's, it's, it's obviously not real anymore. And she, you know, they, I think she knew it was getting archived. And this was an intentional process just because it's now basically, when you go in there, it's like the freeze-dried kook museum uh, yeah, living in that. perpetuity. Um 
But there's this whole uh, uh, project, basically, the webarchive.org, where they're basically archiving old stuff off the internet, like, you know, simple HTML stuff. And they had some videos and some sound clips and all kinds of other stuff that is basically but When like, you say sound clip, do you mean, mean MIDI, right? Uh, I think they're WAV files. Ooh, WAV yeah. files. Yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's... Very, very high, yeah. high uh, quality. Yeah, it's, it's pretty up there. Uh, yeah, but this entire project of people, like, basically archiving crap from 10, 15 years ago on the internet, from the beginnings of the internet, and it lets me have a little nostalgia, which is nice. I get a, I get to go back and be like, oh, hey, I remember the... Because I hate it when I go... Um, Oh my God! This is the greatest site ever. I remember this, and I and I go and I go to look it up. And I'm like, I remember this. And I look, and it's it, you know, you get a, a you know, uh, file not found. Yeah, 404 for it. Yeah, or the DNS doesn't even exist anymore. Or you get even worse. <laughs> you get redirected to a, a sales site that's trying to sell you Viagra. Oh my God! I, or you just get the hey, this could be your website. Uh, website, which are like, there's people out there that just sit on these URL, these these domain names and like. <laughs> So that, that's the thing that surprises me is back in the early 90s, it was a reasonable idea because the internet was fresh and new and people weren't necessarily uh, grabbing onto the internet as fast as they ought to. And you could actually make a fair amount of money by um, just buying up DNSs. And now you don't, but people haven't realized that. There, back when I was a kid, there was this kind of uh, phenomena of guys who called into radio stations to win uh, tickets, uh, whatever the radio happened to be given away. Yeah, and yeah. there were guys who were making their living in life doing this. Right, that's the right. Th those people don't exist anymore, or they've actually migrated from that to DNS. Parking. Right, but there's some guy <laughs> that bought up Disney.com before the Disney company realized it and made a shit ton of money. Yeah, um, and and other things where they they camped out on some domain name because they're like, ooh. Some, either good. They, they took a company name, or they took like America.com, or they took all kinds of other <laughs> Whitehouse.com. I think I remember <laughs> hearing America.com. Yeah, and White what, was it Whitehouse.com? Was that or is yeah? Because Whitehouse.gov is the uh, yeah. Um, real one. Yeah, that's a good one to go to. <laughs> I haven't been there in years. Uh, don't go there while you're at work. Yeah. Um, so ah, that reminds. Me. So while we're talking about nostalgia, uh, kind of the other side of nostalgia is. There are people that, well, well, A, we all remember the good old days before the internet. And by we all, I mean anybody that's older than 30, right? The weird thing about it is, is in addition to remembering the good old days, there's people that don't recognize still that the internet is what it is and that computers are there and that you've got to be careful and you can't really do the shit that you used to do with paper and pencils and like fucking girly calendars. Right, right, right. Uh, that shit does not work in the corporate world anymore. No, like for those no, of you I, listening, oh my god! I mean, I, you're, you're you're never going to hear this because it's a podcast and it's not being broadcast over your radio wave, so it won't show up to you. But for God's sake, people, if you're 50 and over, stop sending um, pictures of your junk over <sighs> your corporate email accounts. Wait, does that happen? I mean, other than, we know. <laughs> we, sorry, I, I know on. people there's, that there's were the, not even that old. We know that people that know that. people that, yeah. that, that 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 happened, right? But and it's like Jesus Christ, people, come on, use your brains. If you're going to do that, don't use your work account. <laughs> do people really do... Have you heard of somebody using their work account to do... Because even the one that we know about... Um, he sent it from his Hotmail account to a co-worker's work account. So, yeah, that was a good choice. That went to her part. work account? Yes, it did. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, by the way, uh, just a complete side note here. Women, listen up. If you do get an email like that, guess what? It's your ticket out. 
that motherfucker that's been bothering you, he is shit can tomorrow. Period. End of story. No worries about anything. Because yeah. apparently you don't realize that either. You, you know the other thing that's weird, and I and and I've been uh, granted I've been married for like. 14 years, so uh, I'm out Strange, of, that's, you've actually been married longer than your kids have been around. Doesn't it normally work the other way? I know weird. it does in my family. It, it's <laughs> weird how that works. But uh, apparently, women don't actually like seeing pictures of dudes' junk. So it's what? not actually... I know, it's, it's oh, not even a... Wait, uh, wait, hold on. So you're saying that A, you're not going to get the desired outcome, and B, you're going to get shit-canned. Yeah. It's, this it's, is a brilliant choice. It's pretty much a lose-lose uh, move. Yeah, that, that's what it's sounding like. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... um. <laughs> no, no, that was a note check on both of our parts. Yeah, we don't well, have a producer or anybody keeping tra- tabs yeah. on us, so we're like, what the hell are we supposed to talk uh, about now? So, it, kind of a random thing. So, so I look at the so, and now we're going to go new. And I had something somewhere during the discussion. I had another like, a, a nice segue. Trans, I, yeah, I had a, a nice tangential subject to talk about. But um, I tend to look at a lot of uh, internet memes just because. Yep. Uh, Again, it goes back to, uh, for me, the internet, well, besides a source of income, uh, is... (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it is a source of entertainment, right? So, so I kind of get both of those, and and not, but like like the stuff we talked about <laughs> last week, which was, uh, it's driving me entertainment by I can look at Netflix or I can watch TV. I mean, yep. like it's a source of entertainment, and I can look at funny pictures of stupid shit. Yeah, and, and this is kind of really a weird divide. Um, for those of you that don't know me personally, I use the internet all the bloody time. I make money on the internet. It's kind of what keeps me employed. But when it comes right down to it. If it involves anything that's ever been on Facebook, anything that's been on any kind of meme out there, anything that anybody on the planet has heard of, I've heard about it secondhand. Uh, right, <laughs> Either by the people at work that are talking to me, and I'm like, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, right. I don't watch the news. I don't read the right blogs, apparently. I'm just kind of some weird Amish person floating through the computer And, and most of my stuff comes through, and I'm kind of a retard for this, but I mean, most of it's coming through the Cheeseburger Network, right? So okay, so <laughs> is that the Icon has cheeseburger yes. stuff? I yeah, heard yeah. about that recently. That's, so those cats are cute. Yes, those cats are cute, and it's weird how that blew up. I mean, like that guy's making a fat cash, um, but uh, like most. Of, so there's a there's there's an app, there's a uh, there's the uh, a company um, social social Ebola dot com, and they make a couple of apps that I like on my mobile device. I think they only make them for Windows Phone, um, but. <laughs> Uh, they've got a they've got an Urban Dictionary app which basically pulls in um, feeds from Urban Dictionary. It lets me look at stupid shit like yeah, you know whatever. Um, just you know, it keeps me up. I know what my kids are talking about with if I keep on Urban Dictionary. And uh, and <laughs> you, then, you may want to get a shot caller for your kids right yeah. now. <laughs> and then there's a, there's another app, Fail Plus Plus, which is basically just pulls in pictures from you know Fail Blog or very demotivational. Demo, that's a really hard one to say. Yeah. Or, or um, you know, there I fixed it. There's a bunch of so I just look at the pictures. I love looking at like random internet pictures. I love, I love two things. I look at lo- looking at random internet pictures, and I love TV shows about videos about people like hurting themselves on the internet. So <laughs> kind of so, like the ow my balls from uh, Idiocracy. Uh, yeah, or uh, you got kicked in the nuts. Yeah, or um, so I, my, my favorite the two- top ten stupidest criminals. Yeah. Well, no. So, so I really prefer like a comedian giving me. So I love Tosh.0. Oh, Have you seen Tosh.0? Daniel right? Tosh is awesome. Right. And ridiculousness. Yes. So, although he's been getting a little on the, he, he's, uh, 
I'm okay with nudity. I'm not okay with seeing Daniel Tosh naked in every episode for four hours straight. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He's, 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 he likes, you know, I'll say he likes to push the limits, yeah. and he likes to think you to think that maybe he's gay. Well, hey, here's the but. thing. Um, oh, who is that guy that was married to the chick that was in that movie? Um, Tom Green. Tom okay. Green pushed the limits. He did. And he pushed them right out the door along with his career. Yeah, but... I, I'm a little worried that Daniel might end up in the same spot, right? I, you know, I think he's just... I, I think he's pushing it in a different direction. I think he's keeping it a little bit more... Uh, so he's not going to be humping a dead moose. Uh, well, he might. <laughs> as long as it's a male moose. <laughs> he's going to be humping some old naked guy. Actually, I've seen that on the show. So have I. Um, that, was the, that was the point for me where I'm like, I was with you till here, dude. I Like, I don't really... I, I got to go get some more alcohol. This isn't right? going to work for me. And then next week, you're like, I wonder what he's going to do. <laughs> okay, so, yes. Yeah. Uh, Did, so, Have you watched any of his stand-up or have you just seen his show? Uh, I've pretty much just seen his show. I saw oh. one of his stand-ups, and it was good. It his was, stand-up is awesome. I prefer the show, though. Really? Yeah. Is that because you're a uh, minute, few I, bites? Because, uh, I mean, like, I, I like I like the people doing stupid shit on the internet. Okay, I'll buy that. And uh, and that's my main that's my main driver. People doing stupid shit on the internet. And then I think he has funny commentary on top of it. Yeah. Um So, you know what rule 34 is? Yes, I do. Which is And the only reason I know this is cuz I prepped for the show when you sent <laughs> it to me earlier this week. So you didn't <laughs> didn't know what rule 34 was. No, no, I right, didn't. Right. So for those of you who don't know, rule 34 Which apparently is me and right, probably right. like six other old folk. Yeah, well, so uh I work with uh a bunch of guys. I work with like 15 or 16 guys and they're all young internet savvy type folks and and I can walk in, like, we'll be having a meeting and something will come up and be like, Rule 34, and the whole room busts up laughing. So I know it's not just me. Um, But Rule 34 basically means uh, if it exists, there is porn of it on the internet. Which, and there are no exceptions to this rule. As far as I can tell, it hasn't been disproven yet. So what you're suggesting here is if I were to look up, say, octopuses, I'd be able to find octopus porn. Oh, my. Dude, that's easy, right? Like, you've seen anime, right? Oh, God damn even, it, you're right. Right? I've actually seen some of that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, but by the way, how is it, like, you're watching an anime, right? And, like, it's a good show. It's got a good story. Te- technically, by the way, that's tentacle porn. Yeah. It, as opposed to octopus porn. But I think there's enough it, crossover, there's crossover that, that, that we can... There's crossover that counts. Yeah. But, like, seriously, how does, like... <clears throat> How does anime, which is like a solid story, everything's going great, and then all of a sudden it like segues whoa, into like, whoa, whoa how did we end up here? No, 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 back up, back up, back up. You messed up at one point there, which is where you said it's anime and there's solid story. The solid story part is total bullshit. I've watched a crap ton of anime and none of it has a solid story. There is no anime with consistent storylines. I wasn't suggesting it was a consistent storyline because that would be total <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, 100% on that one. But like, you watch some anime and you're like, okay, I like these characters. I like where they're going. It's it's at least in, interesting to watch. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, and that's exactly what I was saying about the story, right? You're just like, this is random, bizarre. Well, I, I really think some anime, like, I, I actually enjoyed Bleach. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for as yeah, much of it good. as I watched, yeah. I'm. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. What What I don't understand about Bleach is how you can take a single frame from an uh, manga, yeah, add some lines to it, yeah. and then just have a camera pan around it, 
It's colored too. They color oh, it. you color it in. Yeah, I'm right. sorry. You color the it. Manga is all black and white. You take manga, you color it in. Unless you get the special edition, right? The special edition manga of yeah. Bleach, right? For the first two pages, will be colored, and then it'll all be black. Oh and yeah. White. I but don't like, know anything about this. You can seriously take like watch almost any Bleach episode um, in I want to say the third or fourth season. I don't remember which. And they've basically done that. They've colorized a cell of manga. They've added words over it, and for the next 22 minutes, they're panning around the same goddamn cell. So, I, you know, honestly, so I, this is completely off the topic that I was going to talk about, but this is actually due to our friends at Hanna Barbera. Um, Hanna Barbera in the fuck it, you, Yogi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the uh, wait, uh, late 60s to early 70s, Hanna Barbera started doing a lot of work on animation that was really crappy animation. If you go back and look at the stuff that we watched when we were kids. It's really poor animation. They take a lot of stuff, and they, you know, because when once they came up with the cell animation where you could, you know, right. move one thing, and they really kind of tended to do a lot of that where, you know, they would just animate the lips mm-hmm. and the rest That's of the. That's why everybody through. ran with their hands down. Exactly, because spinning legs underneath exactly. them. Exactly, it's cheap. It's easy to do. And and then I think the uh, our friends from Japan kind of capitalized on this. Said, wait a minute, I don't have to move the lips or the hands. I Whoa. can just pan the frame around. Yeah. And make loud sounds, and you tend to get like a, a lot of the anime tends to add. I think it adds a lot of uh, filler time. Yeah. Right. Well, like I watched an entire season of Bleach, which was all filler time. It was uh, like yeah, goddamn I mean, Inception without the storyline. It was like we're gonna show you a picture of this guy who's getting ready for a fight for yes. the last four goddamn episodes. Right, right. And then he fights that guy and, and finally. Like, and the fight lasts the for fast, four like, more episodes. <laughs> yeah, but like the fight is this. Wait. I can hear his hair ringing. <laughs> now I know how to end Wait him. Wait a second. No, 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 no. He didn't end him because he knew that they, he could hear the bells in his hair. I'm just going off here on something that nobody else that listening to this knows what I'm talking about. He, he, the bells were like, he put that in there intentionally so that, yes. you know, to make it easier to beat him because he yeah, wanted to challenge. Yeah, that's also why he was wearing a fucking eye patch and he chopped off one of his legs and he was carrying around a parrot so that he could make the guy that was fighting him. He didn't chop know. off his leg. The eye patch sucked out his energy. <laughs> And the okay. award for the biggest nerd today goes right. to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, where I was going with this, though. So you've seen the... Uh, so I look at... I, I, I really like the demotivational posters. Yes. Which is, which is the uh, posters... You know, like. We, we've all seen them. We they, all know what they're this like. Is. The posters that you get on any sales. Right, right. If you don't know what this is, backwards. you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. So. Uh, or you're me. But there's lots of them that are like, hey, rule 34, no exceptions. And it just tends to be like that. So I started like doing a little like, where is these rules of the internet anyway? What are the fucking rules of the internet? Turns out the rules of the internet were originally created on 4chan, which I really didn't really pay attention to. I've heard of before, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you know, IRCs and stuff. I know you were big into IRCs. I was big into IRCs way back in the day. But I think this is a, a little bit more recent IRCs. Yeah, the same IRCs and 4chan being anonymous, anonymous being the you know hacker group that's you know came to uh, you know. People that have watched V for Vendetta a few too many times and taken yeah, the wrong it came under out. popular. You know, it kind of it came under notoriety when they did the uh, when the whole uh, WikiLeaks thing happened. Yeah. which you, I don't know if you know I, about. I, since I, I've heard of Julian Assange. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this <laughs> what what blows me away is as I'm doing this, I'm like, wait a minute. The same people who are like, 
hacking websites and accounts and Sony's account so that they can, you know, like, you know, uh, freedom for the internet and all this kind of stuff are the same people who are like rule 34. There's no porn with, uh, on the internet that doesn't exist. It's just kind of crazy to me that these two things have this total crossover. Well, it's important to take a stand. And if, if you're working on being um, anonymous, as it were, so that nobody knows who you are, right. it's important that they know your belief structure and... Apparently, your belief structure is yes. heavily factored By in. By the way, rule porn. number four or something like that is we are anonymous. You go up to rule 34 and you're, there's no You porn get to Pornland. Right. So um, was rule number one that you don't talk about anonymous? Hang on. Let me see. what I can tell you what rule number one was. <laughs> it, it is interesting to see exactly where um, people actually spend time defining rules. I mean, is this just a, a, an occurrence where somebody was watching Fight Club and, you know, there was the rules for Fight Club, and then they switched over, and then they're watching fucking NCIS, and there's Gibbs's rules, and... Actually, rule number one is... Uh, wait, no, hang on. That's I. I. I haven't really paid enough attention to this, but rule I is you can't square the root of a negative integer, which is true. Uh, negative one slash B slash is not your friend, no exceptions. Rule zero... I, I mean, I think most of this shit's... Is there a rule right, C that says you can't go faster than the speed of light? Uh no, no. Well, we should uh, we should talk to the uh, people on anonymous. Rule and get four, that added. rule four, anonymous is legion. Rule five, anonymous does not forgive. Anonymous does not forget. Rule six, which I think is what is really applicable in the current uh, model. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rule seven, anonymous is still able to deliver. Blah 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 blah. Now, Let, how how many um how many rules do they have there? Uh, well, in order. There's 128. Um, rule number 127 being no new faggots allowed. Um, no, wait, that's just on. me. It keeps going. Wait, wait, hold on. Does <laughs> that not... mean that some of the folks from um, the and earlier not... discussion we had? I on... don't think faggot is an appropriate word. I'm just, I'm just. So now, verbatim. are they talking about bundles of sticks? Are they talking about cigarettes? Actually, I mean... hang on. And, and as I'm going through here, I don't know why uh, fags tends to jump out at me. Rule 186: New fags must be shot in the balls on the on site. No exceptions. Wait, here's something about bukkake. Bukkake is not cool. Never was. Never will be. Ever. That was uh, that was another rule. Uh, yeah, so it goes I'm guessing their vetting process on these rules may not be uh, what you'd hope for. Yeah, it seems to go relatively in order up to about rule 405, uh, which <laughs> rule 404, the rule is not found. Um, <laughs> uh, and then and then around there, it starts to jump around. Uh, you know, it has a big jump up to rule 666. And then some it jumps up to rule nine thousand, et cetera, et cetera. There's rule like you know three million seven hundred ninety nine 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 nine, which is something about super caliber fragilistic. Yeah, it's it's just kind of random shit. Yeah, anonymous really needs to work on their image. Yeah, the guy fox mask will only get you so far. Yeah. Let, let me go ahead and say some bad things about a hacker organization before I try and put something up on the internet. We're uh, we're gonna get fucking hacked. Yeah, that's fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Good thing, good thing we don't have a fucking website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lack of a distribution network does make it hard for them to get to the podcasts hidden yes. on my computer yeah. in my garage. Yeah, but eventually these will make it out on the internet. So yeah, in theory. 
Sweet. So, um, yeah, after pissing off a notorious hacker group, I think that pretty much covers us. For, well, I don't uh, think I was trying to, by the way, <laughs> I wasn't trying to piss them off. I was just pointing out that they exist and that there's some funny crossovers between them and some uh, Internet memes that have, 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 have made it. Have been meaningful to you over your life. Yeah. Have That's sucked all. valuable time away from Halo. Uh, ridiculous amounts of time, mostly on my smartphone. <laughs> well, yeah, Somebody, nice somebody's got to be there. When I'm waiting in line at the DMV. V. I'm did I t- <laughs> did I tell you about the last time I went to the DMV? No, <laughs> actually, it wasn't the last time. It was the second to last time. Um, I'm at the DMV, and they've restructured how the DMV works. I'm at the one in Federal Way, and you walk in and you take a number, and you sit down, and then they call your number. And you go to the concierge um, counter, where a nice gentleman that doesn't speak English tries to determine what activities you need to perform. Which language would you say his native tongue is? In? I'm guessing it was some of the Southeast Asian variety of languages, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. So I worked with him, finally explained to him that, look, I need to get a new license. Like Tagalog? Yeah, something like that. Um, and so he then takes my number, and I expect at this point he's going to direct me over to one of the many open windows. As it turns out, what he does is he hands me a new number a rarefied number that's coming out of the number dispenser behind the counter where he's standing. Wait, does he have one of those red number dispensers? Like, you know, the, the, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Yeah, the little about, red number dispenser. You yeah. have the deli. Yeah. Well, so there was the one... a number at first. Yeah, I took a number so that I could talk to the concierge. And you come to him and he gives you a new number. Yes, he takes my old number and he gives me my new number. All right. Now, I, I, at this point, I'm kind of like blown away. I'm like, I, th- there's people standing over there not doing anything. There's people sitting here waiting to have something done. And then there's me with my second number. We'll see how this day goes. <laughs> so I take my number, I go sit down, and I look at my number, and then I look at all the numbers that are on the now servings. And I have, like, number 24. Uh, the numbers up there are, like, 67, 45. And you are? I'm, like, 28. All of the numbers that are up there are well past the number that <laughs> I have. And I'm starting to get concerned because this really doesn't make sense. Or you're going to loop through 100 numbers before yeah, you get back to you, th- There's right? going to be some rollover here. So, um... There's a lot of folks in there with me. So I look at the lady next to me. I'm like, what number do you have? She's like, four. I'm like, <laughs> good luck. I'm 28. Do we come back tomorrow? Are, I mean, there, are there 100 people in the room to even queue up? No, there's like uh, maybe 30 people in the room. Right. So I'm talking to this lady now. I'm like, so what are you here for? I'm apparently here until I get old, so I'm gonna make friends, right? She goes, I'm here because the internet called me stupid. Or really? she's like, she's like, I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, I, I was trying to renew online, and the internet told me I was retarded. I was like, well, yeah, the the the, the website's built by the government, can sometimes be really difficult. They're not the greatest to navigate through. Usability is just shit. Um, that that kind of stuff. She goes, no, 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 you, you're misunderstanding me. I'm like, what what are you trying to say? Well. As she was going through and filling out the forms, apparently there's a form uh, question in there. Is are you um, uh, legally um, below the, uh, or are you retarded? I don't remember. I don't know what the appropriate uh, <laughs> term here is. But are you diminished capacity? Right, right, right. And did she and accidentally checked the wrong radio. She button? accidentally checked the wrong radio button, oh, okay. and then it pumped her over, saying, "You cannot do this online mm. because our government is taking a hard stance that uh, that grown ass citizens who can live on their own but maybe mentally disabled." Cannot get their um, license online. Right. You know, I might be able to get behind that, but 
But there was no ability to go back, basically. Nope. No ability to go back. She was stuck and had to come in. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that is just... I'm here because I'm lazy and I don't ever check my mail. So <laughs> at least you have a good reason. Well, and I don't know about you, but I tend to... Like, as I'm going through uh, forms and uh, I'm like, clicking, click, 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 click. And, uh, you know, you, you tend to... Like, sometimes when you're like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be... You just hit yes a yep. lot. Um, which I, I didn't never realize I did that until my friend Scott Schaefer uh, actually pointed out that, and he was like fifty years older than me. He's like, you, <laughs> young kids, you don't actually pay attention to what's going on in these forums and stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can I can totally see where that would happen. That's why you always have to program it with a ability to go back. Yeah, the uh, the funny thing is is um, excuse me, somebody at work actually has figured out that people have this kind of just check 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 down the line without reading it. So there's some activities like deleting a VIP, right? Right. They, uh, you're getting a little technical here, by the way. Some people might... Uh, so imagine that there's this magic thing, and what it does is it acts as a way for the internet and you to talk to all of my pretty servers that live behind this magic box. Right. Um, so anyways, deleting these magic boxes is a really bad and horrible thing, and if you do it to something that's actually taking traffic and your customers are using... Uh, basically, your day is really, really super shitty. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> um, there's a little checkbox as you're deleting them, and there's like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you really sure you want to do this? Right. You got to you them. Ch- <laughs> oh, it gets them. even better. <laughs> are you checking all of the boxes that are here? <laughs> right. Right. I, so like, and and they change order too. Right. So it's not like you click the top one, click the top, the next one, ignore the third. It's like you have to read it every bloody time to figure out where the. Uh, right. I I like that. I like that when I'm doing something that could ruin my day, <laughs> I want to see like an extra little like, hey, gotcha. <laughs> really, you got to do this special thing. You gotta you gotta fill in this extra little box over here and then click yes before it'll work because. You could ruin your day if yeah. it's something important. At the end of the day, it's just trying to uh, save us from our own stupidity, which uh, we all have fairly large amounts of. We've, we've all hit from time to time. Yeah. Cool. So well, I uh, think uh, I think we've I, I don't know I've covered everything that I had on my list of uh, things to talk about. Awesome. Well, I yeah. think that about does it. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will uh, be see back you next soon. week. Yeah. yeah. Have a good night. In a week.